Hello and welcome to the Amateur Football YouTube channel with myself, Tabriz, and I have a very, very, very special guest, probably the only person that's probably seen the worst of me on holiday. Yeah. <laughs> Gads, how, um, how you doing, sir? Yes, not bad, mate. Not bad. How are you? Yes, I'm well. Yes, I'm well. Gardy's gone straight. It's a great tackle from Gardy. For probably the two viewers out there who who like do not know who you are, could you please tell the those two people um, what you do? Football, obviously, uh, still a, a, a SC Don's player. Um, it will be um, more the 11s now, but obviously still involved with the boys and watch the games and everything else like that, uh, which is cool. Uh, off the pitch, my personal life, which is a bit weird and a bit niche, not a lot of people know this, but um, I'm a military uh, surplus dealer. So British Army clothing, equipment and vehicle parts, all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, very different, but it's cool. What's the mindset from from like football becoming a passion to now it becoming a job? Because you, there's... There's, um, there's been a, like a lot of interviews where footballers say, yeah, my like job is to play football. It's not, it's like not a passion. Obviously, depending on what level you're at, it kind of can take it out of context. But obviously, if you're playing at the highest level or championship or league one or two, even conference, I know some of the boys still at the Don still, still get paid weekly, which is good. Do you know what I mean? Um, but I think in terms of, I think you've got you to take it down to brackets and levels obviously the higher you go everyone knows the more you get paid and it's sort of like a a luxury regardless if you enjoy football or not um you obviously still going to play because of what you're bringing in do you know what i mean um but if you're talking on a on a level where you're maybe like again bring it back to sunday football because this is the platform that we're kind of in and around um it gets to a point where I know most non-league teams you would train probably Tuesday, Thursday, play Saturday, obviously some Sunday football on Sunday. And it gets to a point where you don't want the manager to be to be screaming at you. You're not you're not getting enough money for that. It just doesn't make sense to be screamed at. You want to go training, you want to enjoy training. You don't want to start running around and doing doggies and whatever it is. You're not a greyhound, do you know what I mean? You're at the end of the day, you're 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 putting out your time as well as theirs, don't get me wrong, but you wanna be in an environment where you know you're going to training, do a carpool, you've got two or three other boys in the car, do you know what I mean? You get on with everybody and you go training knowing that you're going to enjoy it. If you don't enjoy going to football, even for me personally, that's why I kind of come away from Saturday football for a little bit. It's probably been maybe a season now, a year and a half. One, obviously with work and that sort of balance when you get to a certain age, it's like, cool, you've been in a round that you still stay fit, you still do gym. Um, but sometimes you just got to take a back seat and think, like, is it for me for now? You can still play at a certain level, but like you say, your whole Saturday will be finished because you've got to get there early. You've got to set up, obviously, it's still a professional environment. Um, but you just got to, like anything, you you just got to enjoy it. If you don't enjoy it, then you got to, I know it's tough. Like, no one really enjoys work. Don't get me wrong. Like, nobody enjoys going to work. Um, if they do, then they've done very well. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's like, at the end of the day, some people say, well, it pays the bills and blah, blah, blah. But I think life's really, really too short, and especially with COVID in the last 18 months. I think it's opened a lot of people's eyes to the fact of, okay, yeah, it does pay my bills, but am I genuinely happy? Um, I know it's pretty deep, but 
sometimes it takes things like this for people to realise, you know what, life is really short. Like, we're seven months into the year already. Do you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. July. Yep. It's crazy, like, what, bro. Four or five crazy. months of Christmas. So I it's know. Like, I know. Really, yep. literally. So it's like, you just got to sometimes take the hit, still do your thing. But as long as you're enjoying yourself, you, no one can really neg your attitude to what you want to do. Do you know what I mean? But as soon as you wake up and you think, oh, another day, it's pointless. Life for me, it's like, you just got to stop doing what you're doing change your whole system up and find something that you are going to enjoy like whatever it is either football or work or whatever it is whether it's the wrong club the wrong manager the wrong girlfriend the wrong boyfriend anything it doesn't matter do you know what i mean you just got to find happiness within yourself um and and stick with that kind of thing that's what i that's me personally anyway the word sacrifice if you're playing football if you're you know, someone like yourself, who, who's a kind of businessman, entrepreneur, you know, an investor, the word sacrifice is, I don't know, I mean, like, like it's looked like a, like a negative word. How, how can we change that word sacrifice into something positive? Yeah, I think you've got to respect people that make sacrifice. I think that's the first and foremost of it. Um, say if we stick to football, obviously, like I said before in the last question, you, you're sacrificing your evenings. Most evenings, a lot, a lot of people got kids, you've got other jobs, you've got obviously girlfriends and whatever else. If you, you're sacrificing your Tuesday evenings, your Wednesday evenings, your Thursday evenings, whenever you have midweek games, your Saturday afternoons, um, people I know obviously doubling up in the gym, um, maybe didn't go out on a Saturday night when they were their mates are because they know there's either a game on Sunday especially being like Don related, that would be like the main point in, in this question. But come Saturday, and I used to go out quite a lot on a Friday or a Thursday with like Ryan and, and a few other mates and stuff. But obviously as you get older, you, you get other responsibilities. So you're kind of sacrificing that for that. Do you know what I mean? Hmm. But it was always a time where we was playing Saturday. You just knew you couldn't go out on a Friday. And was like, oh, it's not that important of a game. Um, like you basically, it's, it's pretty much just like a friendly or it's pre-season but then you sort of think to yourself well if I fall into that mindset it's going to carry on and your training is going to decrease your your performances are going to lower you're not going to start on a Saturday and get moved on club to club to club you know so sacrifice is a big thing in any industry but especially football um, you see at the top level obviously people stay behind after training and um, just keep themselves tidy in terms of even weird things like picking up the cones after you've done a little drill and just helping the coaching staff out and having that good rapport it's all about you as a person and how it reflects on the selection come Saturday or Wednesday or Friday whatever the game is um even even down to you what you eat what you drink like you can go out whenever like I say in, in an evening for a meal and you you think oh or Obviously, you can order food now on your phone and it's here within 20 minutes. So you, can, you think, oh, what, McDonald's is so easy. But then you've trained all week to, for what? To eat a quarter pounder to feel like mm-hmm. a mess the next day, you know? So yeah. you've got to take it seriously. But no matter what level you're at, if you, if you like I say, you are what you eat, and that's cliche, but if you if you start eating rubbish and drinking rubbish, don't get me wrong, there's a few other occasions. You've done it. I've seen you. But <laughs> you... Uh, <laughs> And you're drinking a bit more than you should, but I mean, they're, they're the other occasions, you know, you can sometimes let your hair down. I'm not saying like you can't never do it, but you know, at the elite level, I know it's a bit different because they've got like, personal chefs and they've got diet plans, but you 
can also do that. There's so much stuff available and like excuses for you at any level to, to not be able to replicate what the top players are doing. Do you know what I mean? So that for me, a sacrifice, you've got to respect it. If someone says, oh, I'm not coming out, you can't be like, well, stop being stupid. You're only playing, I don't know, Kent Prem or you're playing mm-hmm. Sunday football. If that's what they want to do, then you've got to respect their decision and, and back them and not make a negative point of what they're trying to achieve. How easy was it for you to sacrifice certain things within your business life than it was in your football life? I think if you take your personal life away from football, football, you, you kind of get used to a, a routine. Like I say, you would train on a Tuesday. I'm quite a routine guy anyway. So I, I think it's quite nice to be regimented in, in that sense. Like I go gym, I go work, I take the dog for a walk and it's kind of like scheduled. So I know where my head's at mentally. I know, right, I need to be back kind of for this time to sort this out. And it's just always stuck with me. I think it's just come from my dad, really. My dad was always like a routine guy. So I've picked it up from him. I don't think it's a bad thing. I'm not saying I'm like 24-7, like, oh, I need to shower at nine and brush my teeth at eight. It's not, <laughs> it's not like that. It's just like, I think for me, it just helps me cope. But if you, if you take that into, into my work life, when I first started doing what I was doing, it was like, it was new to me. I never, I didn't have a clue what I was doing. Um, driving all over the place, like researching stuff and thinking, well, how am I going to make this work? Um, and you just, you just, you just learn on the job. Do you know what I mean? And especially when you're working for yourself, you know, if it doesn't work, you've tried, but I don't like failing. So whatever I set out to do, I want to make it work, whether it's very good or okay. I don't want to fail at anything. So sacrifice in terms of, I don't know, it would come out of context. You just, um, if you, I don't know, if you know that someone's got a bit of stock that you need, you can drive mm-hmm. How, however far it is to pick it up, knowing you're going to make a little bit of change off it, you know, and it just, you get that customer relation, you do some mm-hmm. markets. I started off yeah. doing boot fairs mm-hmm. and you get, you get obviously contacts through there and then you just build up gradually, gradually, gradually. And like anything, you just get more comfortable knowing your surroundings, the people that you need to speak to, people you need to stay away from, people you need to not tell too much to, do you know what I mean? It just gets, it just gets like that. So it's kind of, um, an age-related thing as well. I think you just get older and more mature, um, especially as you're working for yourself. Like, you know, you can't, you can fail, don't get me wrong. It's always, you can always just get a, a job, I suppose. But if you want to stay working for yourself, you've got to diversify into other things to make sure if one fails, you've got a backup to cover you for something else, you know? So for me, that's how I've always looked at it anyway. So I'm just going to hopefully continue to to do that sort of thing to cover myself so if A breaks down, I've still got B, C, D, E, do you know what I mean, to, to work through. Cup game. Starts today, doesn't it? Do you know what I mean? We've got all the belts, all the competitions, all the trophies. And you could have mentioned it briefly in terms of um, um, black people that you can confide in and, and like black people that you trust and, you know, like the people that you don't trust. How important is it to kind of keep your your friendships and your family circle close and tight? Yeah, I think it's a good question because I think um, it comes up quite a lot, especially in my experience through football. It's like you have the ability, you know you can play, you're confident in yourself. Your family, obviously, they'd always support you regardless of what you do. That's just, they're always your biggest fans, you know. Um, Your family, your friends are always there at your games regardless of what level it is or, like I say, what type of game it is. But to keep them them close is is the main thing because you can always get like injuries and they're always the first one to support you morally and mentally and 
whatever else. Um, in terms of management side of things, it's difficult. You need to keep your friends and family in, like you say, one group, and then you've got your football and coaches in another group. Because for me, I've learned that a coach to the face might say good things about you, and then off the field, he will say something else, you know? And then come Saturday, you're thinking, well, you've just said this to me in training, but yet come Saturday, I'm not playing. What's the problem? Mm-hmm. And then when you, when you pull them up about it, it's like, oh, no, it's not that. It's just not, not your type of game or... Um, we're going for a different system or whatever it is, but it's, it's, it happens quite a lot, and that's why it got quite frustrating for me because I'm quite I'm a technical player, like you know, watching watching yeah. the games. I'm not I've never really been that physical sort of Roy Keane rattle mm. tackle. It's always been yeah. like give me the ball, I'll keep the ball for you. Maybe mm. you're saying I should have added to my game. Don't get me wrong, I know that I've been told by a lot of coaches, um, but sometimes you're just happy with what your ability is. So you just always need to kind of learn who to say certain things to and who you can trust in terms of, I don't know, opinions, you know? Mm. You can always go to your friends and family and say, right, what do you think of me today? They're honest with you, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, But I think some coaches in football will just sugarcoat it just to make you hear what you want to hear. So it's like, cool, come training. We're just going to go around in circle again, you know? But I know for sure that your friends and family, would, especially my brothers, would just say, you were terrible today or it wasn't good enough today, which is good. You need that. You know what I mean? It's not like a uh, uh, disrespectful thing. It's just like, it's an honest opinion. Um, mm. But you just need, you need that circle tight just to yeah. keep you, keep you where you need to be. And it's just like, everyone needs a good circle of friends and family, you know, cause it's, it's the best thing. Do you think, and again, you know, um, this like could be related to football or like also to your business. Do you think it's ever healthy taking your football or work home to actually talk to family or friends? Yeah, I think for me, um, if you're talking on a personal level, when I when I obviously started doing what I'm doing, um, being self-employed, you kind of, you can almost go to training and go to games and relax it, knowing that you, you're doing things for yourself, if that makes sense. Um, you're, not, you're not worried about, oh, Monday's coming, it's, oh, it's going to be, another I don't know obviously I'll get up early anyway but it's like like I said to you before any other questions it's like you need to do something you enjoy if you don't then you need to kind of rethink about what you're doing and and change it up a little bit for me I was I'm enjoying it it's not the easiest thing in the world but like you say you just get to to know what you're doing and if you're self-employed you can do things when you want you know Mm -hmm. um work life and football I think Obviously, if you've had a good game, you want to come home, you want to talk about it, you want to, you want to brag, oh, did you see my party, did you see my goal, did you see my tackle? <laughs> that's just normal. Yeah. That's just like, yeah, that's you know, normal. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. normal. Um, but if there's a, if there's an issue at work or with customers or whatever it is, uh, work-related, I think come football, it's your time to kind of try and block it out, be at football, enjoy football, enjoy being around that group of players and people that are watching and, and respect them for coming and paying money to watch watch the game. And then when you get home again, it's up to you. Like you can keep it inside and try and block it out and go again Monday. But it's easier said than done. Don't get me wrong. Like I know a lot of people struggle to mentally uh, block out things that are happening in their private life come game time. You can see it in their performance and the way they're acting, their attitude. Um, for me, I perform better if I could always go to football knowing I've done, my orders have been sent out, my emails have been done, 
dogs being walked, it sounds really weird, but I'm kind of like that. I go back to the regimental side of things. It's like if I know I've ticked off my boxes in the morning, come Saturday or Sunday, whenever I'm playing, even goals in the Wednesday, it's like you can relax. Do you know what I mean? You can, you can yeah. get picked up by your mate. You're like, okay, cool. I'm, I'm, I'm with the boys now. I'm playing football. There's nothing else to worry about. Do your thing, play well, and then on the way home, then you can either start thinking about, all right, I need to sort this out again now. But while you're out for an hour and a half playing football, it should just be about about football and, and nothing nothing else. Yeah, yeah. No, facts. Love that. Well, yeah, we've kind of sp- spoken about football and from the playing at semi-pro. And, and again, I you know, I just want to go on camera and saying, um, you remind me of of um buskets like that's literally how you play like you you just keep things ticking and and like watching buskets play i'm thinking well god's got i've got exactly the same talent and ability why isn't god's at at buskets level you know so like it's kind of one of those things and again like you know please like be honest and open i mean what was the I'd say the moment where like you thought, okay, you know what? I'm not going to turn pro. It's time for me to give up on this dream. Mm. Um, and you know, you know, and again, like to, to like other people who are looking to turn pro and again, this like could be a loaded question, but when do you think it's time for those people to give up dreaming about playing pro football? No, it's a good question, and you could, we could talk about this for a long, long time. Like, it could be a whole evening talking about this because there's so many factors for me personally. If you're asking me personally this mm. question, yeah, um, if you want to go back, um, obviously, I started my first real, I'd say, breakthrough. Obviously, I went to Palestine when I was uh 14, 15, I think I was. Um, but you know, that Colin Omogbehin that has Junior Elite Academy. Uh, everyone knows him. He's just a legend, basically. The loveliest guy, the best coach I've ever worked with. Technically amazing. Just an all-round, you know, like a proper, proper man, you know, proper man in football. I think he's at, he's at Fulham now, and he full-time, which yeah. shows how good uh, a coach he is and how good a setup Junior Elite is, which is still running now. Um, so I kind of went Junior Elite first with him. Um, I met him at school, so I went Northbrook, and he was like a, a mentor there. So I was playing, I think it was year nine, and I was playing for the year 11 team. And then a lot of the boys there was like, oh, to him, like, sir, you need to come watch him kind of thing. He's he's a really good player, blah, blah, blah. So went training with them guys. Um, obviously signed for Junior Elite, was there for two or three seasons. And then Colin got involved with Palace, took me and a few boys down to Palace. It was almost like a filter system, you know, like a feeder club. Um, and then it kind of started getting a little bit sour almost because Colin brought me in for me personally at the time you're so young and naive you, you, you don't really speak up for yourself because you're only at 15 16 you know it's hard like now everyone's the same you'd be like if something's not right you say well hold on a minute what's going on you know yeah. but at that age it, it's a lot harder especially going to a professional environment you're like well have I got the right to tell him I'm not happy you know you, you feel a bit on that level but because Colin wasn't my coach, I was with uh, Mickey Hazard, who you probably know is a good pro yep. at Tottenham. Yep. Still a very, very good coach. I've got a record, Percy, for me, I don't think he likes me as a person. I don't know why. Player-wise, 
even come training, I was I ended up training with Colin's age group because he was saying to me, right, come and train with me today because I've got a session that's built around you, you know? Mm. Whereas my own age group, don't get me wrong, the, the squad was incredible. I had Sean Scannell in there, like I said wow. before, yeah. Nathaniel Klein, Victor Moses. Yeah. Mm. It was it was that kind of group. Judd Bostock was in there as well. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So the, the age group was good, but I think because I come in and I wasn't his player, if that makes sense, yeah, he kind of didn't take a shine into me. And we was training. I'm I'm a very good trainer. Always been a good trainer. If I could train, if I could play how I train, I mean, flipping all, we wouldn't have this conversation. I'd be, <laughs> yeah. be sorting you out of a, <laughs> a with a Porsche or something, you know, but. <laughs> It's like, I think for me personally, and I've said it to a lot of friends and my family, my dad especially, because he used to take me to all the games and stuff. It's like, we still talk about it now, to be fair, like to sort of joke about about it. It's like football is almost who you know, not what you know. You know, you can have all the yeah. talent in the world and if, the, if that one coach doesn't like you, he's making the decisions, then what's the point, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, for me, Palace was good. I was there for two, three years. Um, but then I realised that this coach doesn't like me. He's starting players over me. Come selection for uh, the, the games on a Saturday, it was like, it was either you're playing for the under-16s when you should be playing under-18s. You know, it was kind of just, it was kind of like, and I was like, no, nah, this isn't for me. They offered me a non-contract at the end of my scholarship. So I would still be able to train full-time, but without the pay. And I was like, well, I'm nearly 18 now. I need to do something yeah. properly. This isn't this isn't right. Um, but again, I think, your question in terms of when do you think it's time to give up? I think it's different now also because the platforms that there's a, there is, there's Instagram for one, you can showcase yourself where at my age, you never had anything like that. You know what I mean? Um, people uploading pictures of themselves doing kick-ups, free kicks, and it, you, you've got all these hashtags and digital stuff now where I think if, if I had that now with the technical level that I've got, you'd be showcased a lot more than I was on a, on a personal level. That's what I feel. And I've, I've mentioned it before. Um, I think there's a lot more opportunities now for players. There's a lot more uh, systems where if you drop out of a, an academy because of the mental health, such a big thing now, which is good. Don't get me wrong. It's like you've got support away from the professional game. There's always like other academies that pick up dropouts as such and they still coach you, educate you, you still play games, you're still in that environment. So your dream isn't, you're not giving up straight away. As soon as you leave a pro club, it's not like, oh, what am I going to do? Like, I've got I've got nothing to do now. Do you know what I mean? And the, the lower league levels has, has improved massively. Um, the standard's very high. I don't think there's a lot of difference between conference and league one, other than maybe fitness, mm. financial backing, fans maybe. But other than that, talent-wise, we've seen it with, with players moving from conference to play, to play Prem. You know, there's so many names now. Um, but I think when you know it's time to give up for me personally, I think the Palace thing knocked me a big bit. And then being not physically the biggest, going into non-league, playing for Dartford, playing for Dulwich, playing for like Corinthian, them sort of teams, you know, it, it, it was still, it was still yes, hit and miss. Yeah. I, I, you know, especially in like that generation, and it was like, it was literally about, you to be like a Vieira, like you to be tall, strong, quick literally for like people to even notice you that's exactly um, it yeah and, that's a good point and, you know and literally they just and again you know i just want to say like personally they let they they literally let you slip through the net you should be playing for england i swear down to you i swear down to you like we've let like, your ability like they've literally let you slip 
Yeah, I think, like I, like I said, I appreciate your, your enthusiasm. For me, I mean, you should have been my coach. I would have been all right. Do you know what I mean? But that's, <laughs> but that's what it is. Do you know what I'm saying? It's opinion. Football's opinion. So if you was a, if you was a coach and you was at that level and you, you knew me and you liked me, you had faith in me, you'd play me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then that reflects in the way you'd play. But for me, like I say, the whole Palace thing, it was almost, it was just weird. It was like, I would train, like I could say, and, and I would train very well. And he even say to me, like, top trainer, brilliant, blah, blah, blah. You're thinking, cool, come Saturday, I'm playing, you know, you should be involved. It announced the team, I think we trained on a Thursday evening in that in the dome thing. Um, and he would just call out the names. Obviously, he had to arrange transport and parents to drive you because he was still young. And he was just, my name was never, ever read out. Like, never. Yeah. And I'll just go home and think, like, I'll go back to Colin and say, Colin, like, what, what, what's the problem? Like, is it me? He's like, it's, it can't be you because I'm the one that brought you in. So I think it, when you get older, you understand more, even on a business level. Sometimes it's just about you as a person, not what you're offering. If they like you, you've got more of a chance than, say, someone that's going to be better than you or not. But also at the time, it did help being bigger, fitter, stronger, more physical, because like you say, you're being noticed straight away. You go watch a game. I think we played Ipswich one time away and there's guys there like six foot, they're like 14. You're thinking, well, what is the, how are you going to compete against them? Technically, yes, a hundred percent. But even then you're not, give, you're not given the opportunity because they want to match like for like, you know? Yeah. So yeah. It, it is tough. I think personally, you just got to, you just got to have a coach that likes you. I was very unlucky. I think with football in that sense, I had one guy that liked me, which was Colin, played a lot of good football with him. Um, and then I've never really had a manager that's kind of had that same enthusiasm as he has yeah. since, you know. And for me, that's yeah. that's kind of what's killed me in terms of where I, I think I could have been or should have been to, to what you're kind of currently doing now, you know. It's a foul for us, not given, and God, he's absolutely fuming. What has the defender done wrong? Ask the question. What has the defender done wrong? He's trying to run through it. How's that foul if he ran into it? Stop it, momentum. I mean, hey, like, you know, um, I just want to say that you are, uh, like, a success. You are an entrepreneur. You are an investor. Life outside of football, I mean, what kind of tips can you give to anyone and, you know, possibly even Sunday league players? Or, 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 or literally anyone that's got a, just a bit of money like what what advice can you kind of say to those people in terms of what to invest in what what they should do or literally if they have an inkling of um of like business or kind of entrepreneurship like what's the kind of few like tips that you can kind of give them those people out there yeah, I think um, obviously everyone's circumstance is different. Everyone's mentality is different. Um, you might, again, you might come from one, you might be born into a business. Your parents might have a business and you know, right, worst case scenario, I'm going to work for them or I am working for them. Um, to do something for yourself, it's kind of like, you can go back to the sacrifice question. Um, there's a lot of people now that, you, again going back to more platforms there's so many more platforms that you can make money from um, obviously everyone's now into like cryptocurrency and all this sort of stuff where you can research it and and take it serious and trade and stuff like that but obviously it's very risky don't get me wrong but there's, what I'm saying is there's, there's lots of avenues now where you can you can pick up a few pound here money there do you know what I mean it's not it's not that hard compared to maybe no disrespect, but your time where there was no nothing. Do you know what I mean? There's no platforms like that. It's yeah, so yeah. easy to access, you know? 100%. Definitely. Um, 
I think in terms of, especially like, again with COVID, the last 18 months, it's shown people that one, you need to have some form of savings or a plan B. Um, I mean, I'm not going to go too deep into all of that stuff because it's just boring, but it would just show you that you need to, you need to invest. Like I say, the idea of it is, is property for me is the, is the, is the, the way for you you're never losing bricks and water you know i know it's not easy because obviously you've got the stamp duty you've got the initial deposit you've got insurances you've got brokers fees you've got loads of stuff and you've got obviously you've got to show where your income's coming from you've got to pay your taxes you've got three years worth of accounts if you're self-employed so it's not it's not some people think oh i've got 20 grand let me go let me put a 10 percent deposit down on a property after my mortgage i'm going to get i don't know 50 £250, £300 a month. It's not like that. You've got to show earnings. You can't just say, right, yeah, I've got cash from somewhere. You've been really dealing and you've got money sitting under the mattress. It's not It's not like that. You've got to do it properly. So it, it's all set up. It's established. You know, you're getting the rent ins, covering your own bills. Somebody else is paying your mortgage, you know. Mm. Um, that's the aim of the game for me. Um, but it, it could be anything. It could be like stock that I buy. It could be... There's money to be made in anything. If you've got the brain and the mindset and the skill set to do so, um, there's no there's no excuse really, you know? Yeah. yeah. So it's um yeah, it's not all about football sometimes. Even the footballers now, they a lot of them are they got a lot of other things going on, you know, obviously with the YouTube stuff now, which is massive anyway. Again, wasn't around at the time maybe, but it is now. Mm. You've got clothing ranges, you've got flipping uh, property portfolios again. You've got loads of other businesses like alcohol people bringing out. It's just it's just loads, you know. I think because of the platform again, Instagram is such a big pedestal. It's like you see it and think, oh, why can't I do it? And it, it encourages people to go and do it, like making trainers and clothes and whatever else. So I think football for some people, obviously, again going back to like the top two tiers, maybe it pays a way for you to create a life that you maybe want after football. But there's no excuse for people in our areas and cultures to not have that initial lump sum to say, right, here's a kickstart. You know, not everyone's got that. I know I never had that, but it's no excuse. You want to strive for better, but yeah, you got to put the work in, make it work. Don't be stupid with it. Obviously don't, don't go crookie and do stupidness. But when you get to a certain age, you understand, right. It's not about buying stupid cars and going out on a Saturday night, buying bottles and tables in our beef forest. Like, cool. You can do that once you've, got to where you want to be then you can enjoy yourself like i said you did for the one or two nights and <laughs> and no and no you can still pay your mortgage coming into the, the month you know you've not spent your mortgage money just that's how it should be you know yeah 100 percent. no you yeah. love that love that and again um if like people want to find you like um what's your kind of instagram I think it's guards underscore eight. I don't sure. It's either guardy yeah. or guards. Yeah, um, I, I think it's guards. Yeah, I tried to change it, but it kept coming up. Someone's already got that username, so I was fuming. <laughs> so I think it, I think yeah, it's guards or guardy underscore eight or or something like that. Yeah, it's not um, there's not loads of content on there, but I say hopefully me and you we're gonna we're gonna work on some stuff and get some stuff posted. So yeah. Yeah, should be, should be good. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Um, uh, and again, honestly, guys, like, thank you, thank you so much for like just kind of being like a positive, positive person. You know what I mean? And 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 just kind of taking taking kind of time out um of like your like day to actually talk to me. Actually, one more question: crook in, crook out. 
I always say croquette, but it's just uh, <laughs> that's just a, a thing between between me and him. I've never said crooking. He's, 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 he messes up too much, <laughs> especially with kits. It's always clashing. <laughs> but, yeah, crook out. Oh, funny, great stuff.